Hello, and welcome to Catholic Women Lead, a podcast brought to you by Catholic Women in Business. I'm Elise Gallagher. And I'm Taryn DeLong, and we're co-presidents of Catholic Women in Business. Whether you're a working mom, a young professional, or business veteran, fitting work in between nap times and kid pickups, or discerning your next steps, Catholic Women in Business is a resource and community for you to grow professionally and spiritually alongside other women. On this podcast, we're sharing tips, advice, and inspiration from leading Catholic businesswomen to help you grow your career or business faithfully. We believe in what Pope John Paul the Great called the feminine genius, and we're here to help you tap into yours and use business to make the world a better place. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello, Catholic Women in Business. This is Taryn DeLong. Um, joining you with a little bit of a hoarse voice. I have to apologize for that. But I am so excited to be talking to Amy Upchurch today from Pink Stork. Amy, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, Amy, I would love for you to just introduce yourself and share about um, your, you know, your career journey and what you do with, uh, with Pink Stork. What is Pink Stork? Just introduce yourself and the company to those who might not be familiar. Founder and CEO of Pink Stork, I had no real ambition in life to start a company or, or thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing today, um, but I completely love it. And, um, you know, the story, we won't have to, we don't have to get into that right here, but, you know, long, long road to get where I am today and definitely a lot of trials and strength and lots of strength and prayers, but, um, you know, we, we sell products that, that help women in their journey into motherhood. Um, all the struggles from infertility, trying to conceive, to just kind of different ailments during pregnancy, issues after postpartum, the breastfeeding journey. And then we do do some stuff in menopause and kind of the PMS world as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I first heard of Pink Stork when I was pregnant with my daughter because I got your... Um, morning sickness lozenges in a gift box during my first trimester and they were a lifesaver oh good that's good to hear how sorry you had morning sickness but i'm glad you were able to find some relief yes i was i yeah it was popping them like candy (laughs) um so how did you how did you get into this business you said that you never thought that you would be doing what you're doing so what what happened to make you start pink stork Growing up, I always struggled with like a regular cycle and actually doctors had told me that I was probably not going to be able to have kids. And so when my husband and I got married, you know, it wasn't really something, it wasn't really a conversation. Um, But he, at the time we got married and he was in the Marine Corps and we just moved to Virginia. He was doing training and I found out that uh, I was pregnant. So, oops, sorry, Maximilian's waking up. he's moving his head around um so anyways it was it was a you know a surprise to say the least and i um ended up in it being hospitalized like multiple times during this pregnancy i i was diagnosed with hyperemesis gravid arm which i basically explained to people as like morning sickness on steroids i had feeding tubes pick lines at one point i contracted a blood infection um, and was given 24 hours to live. So it was just a really, really rough, rough time. And, um, and I just remember being like, what is happening? I felt like I had no 
I had no control. I didn't have any control, not that I do today, but, you know, I just felt like completely out of control with my life and what everything was happening. And um, I really just was like questioning, like, God, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is happening? I was so, I was a student athlete. Like I was very healthy. You know, I didn't, I wasn't used to the, um, physical ailments and struggle that my body was going through when I was pregnant. Um, and anyways, I ended up having, uh, his name is John Hamilton. I had John Hamilton prematurely healthy baby boy, but was very, very rough pregnancy. Um, so then we ended up moving to Hawaii. He got to, um, station there a few months later, I got pregnant like three months after I had John Hamilton and went through the whole kind of vicious cycle again. So I actually did this four times. So John Hamilton, America, Christian, and Victoria, my first four were um, really, really hard pregnancies, lots of issues. And I just thought like, I felt like God had a bigger purpose for it all, but I didn't know what and why. Mm -hmm. And that was really something I just struggled with. And anyways, with my fourth pregnancy, that was kind of when I decided to start looking for like more, more holistic, natural approach to my body. And I had a completely different pregnancy. I didn't deal with morning sickness. I didn't go to the hospital. I wasn't like picked and IVs and all the, all the things. Um, and my heart just, you know, really empathized with women that, that struggle with health issues with their bodies. And so I thought like, well, there wasn't at the time, there wasn't a company out there that really addressed like some of the issues that women go through when they're pregnant. And so, um, I just felt called by God to, to start and to have a company that would come alongside and help women in their journey, um, in pregnancy as they are dealing with different health issues. So that was kind of how the company started. Sorry, that was a long story. Um, no, that's good. To spit out. But um, that's where that's where the start, that's where the birth of Pink Start came from. So you've mentioned, you know, that you were looking for a purpose from God. Was your faith always kind of an element of the business plan, so to speak? I, I would say that my faith has always been very strong in God. I definitely questioned like what was happening and what why I was going through this. I, you know, why me? Why am I doing this? Why can't my body seem to do what other women's bodies do so naturally? Like I questioned a lot of things, like mainly the why. And um, so I definitely would say faith. I have a very strong faith and that's the foundation of, of Pink Stork and why it exists today is because of that faith. I know that this would not be here um, without that. That's beautiful. So you started off with supporting pregnant women and you said that you've kind of expanded since then. How did that happen? How did you decide to expand into other, other products for other, um, other phases of a woman's life? Yeah. So it was very natural and organic. Um, we actually started off in the morning sickness space and then we're having customers reach out to us and say, Hey, do you have anything, um, for, for this issue that I'm dealing with or this issue. So it was really just kind of the, our customer was helping us guide kind of the growth of the brand by different elements and issues that she was having. And, you know, it 
So that's that's how we started was morning sickness and then kind of growing with our customer for postpartum support into you know the challenges of nursing that can happen and then women who are you know looking for extra support during like the fertility stage trying to conceive making sure they have the right vitamins and nutrition in their body um and so that's just kind of where where we where we come in so uh those of you who are listening cannot see but amy is holding a baby while we're having this conversation and i've noticed um just from following you on instagram that he hangs out with you seems to hang out with you a lot at work has that always been part of your business model too, is having like a family-friendly kind of environment? Oh, definitely. I mean, it started in our garage on a military base, so it really started, you know, in the home. Um, and I've, you know, we, I, I don't right now myself homeschool the kids, but they are homeschooled and we have a teacher and they come into the office and they do school. I do work, you know, they're, they're kind of in and always around me and same with, you know, we have a lot of moms that work for us as well, and they'll bring their babies in. We have like a spot in our in our facility for the kids where, you know, the kids can sit and play and do stuff, and it's kind of roped off, and then the moms can just, you know, bring their computers and work, um, work and not have to. I think it's really important for me to empower women, especially moms, you know, I didn't, I don't want to have to have them pick between being a mother and also working. And so being able to provide that option, you can do both. You don't have to, you know, pick one or the other if they want that, um, is just something that's really important, important to me as I'm growing a business. So I can definitely see from a Catholic perspective, why that's important, but do you, what would you say to someone who would say, well, that's great. I would love to do that, but that would just be bad for the business because obviously you're, you're still in business, right? You're, you're still doing well. So how has that benefited your business as well as your employees? You know, I think that when it comes to like customers, customers can tell when companies or organizations are fake. And so I feel like it's really, it's authentic to who we are as a brand to supporting women and, it's kind of one of those byproducts of, I didn't really intend to start a company to empower women within their professional journey, but it's been one of those great blessings that I've been able to empower women who are, you know, growing a career and also moms. And um, so I would say being authentic to who you are is really important in business and uh, your customers can tell. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me that you would want that alignment between, you know, you're empowering women and, you know, particularly mothers with your products. So of course you'd want to do the same thing behind the scenes. Yes. A hundred percent. Do you think, um, your faith has inspired kind of, that seems like an obvious example to me, um, not to put words in your mouth, but do you think there are other ways that your faith has kind of made you do business differently than, um, than if you weren't uh, a Christian? Uh, yes, a hundred percent. Because I think, you know, like anything in life, the world has its lens it looks through. And then, you know, you have God's lens of looking through life. And so I would say it touches everything. Like that is the lens that I don't always succeed. I'm not always the best, but that is the lens that I aspire to, to, to do everything by, whether it's, you know, negotiations or, 
partnerships or supporting women or product development or employees, um, it guides the it guides the decisions of the organization. And um, I wouldn't know any other way to do it, to be honest. Like it's it's just so kind of a part of how I believe and what I think. Um, so it's it touches everything. I mean, details, even like small little details of, you know, we include like handwritten cards and all of our packaging. So it's like really going, I just actually finished a company meeting with everyone and I talked about, you know, going that extra mile. And I think, you know, there's Jesus walks that, that extra mile for us. Like it's, that's what he does in life. And, and I told people, I told the employees that the company meeting five minutes ago, like we are going to go that extra mile. We are going to go to where we're going to do the things that, that the other brands won't do. We'll meet her where she is, how she is, because I think that's what God calls us to do. I have noticed that a lot of um, Catholic woman-owned small businesses, the packaging just tends to be different. And there is often a handwritten note. And that just, I, I think it, it really is a tribute to how as Catholics, we're supposed to really see the other person as Jesus, right? That we're supposed to look at them like Jesus looks at them. And we're supposed to think of them, Mm -hmm. you know, what you did to the least of these you did to me, right? So we're supposed to see everybody through that lens. And I definitely as a customer feel very seen when someone that I've never met who I just, you know, gave them money to buy this product and they, they put in a handwritten note as well. It sounds like such a small thing, but it really does make a big difference. A hundred percent. And that's exactly what we try to do. All right. I want to pivot a little bit because one thing that a lot of women in our community talk about is the whole concept of work-life balance. And, you know, whether that even exists, is that, is that just a myth? You know, what are your thoughts on just that idea as someone with, um, you know, several children and a successful business and, um, you know, trying to balance that with your prayer life is, is there such a thing as balance? That's a great question. Um, I think, I don't know if there's such a thing as balance. I would probably say probably not, but I think being accountable to God with everything that, that. I've been given and entrusted with is how I like to kind of think about it. And so, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I think as a business owner and as a mom, you have to be very intentional about because I would say one of the things I do is like really kind of ruthlessly prioritizing my time because that's something that is limited. Right. So Um, I try to, you know, it's, it's finding that quote unquote balance in, in the things I think that matter the most to you in your life and that you, God has entrusted you with. Um, so it probably looks a little different for everyone. And that's the other thing too, is not comparing yourself, I think, to what Mm -hmm. other people are doing or how other people are doing it. Um, is really important as well. I really try to stay, I guess, I don't want to say like head down, Cause it's not like my head's in the, you know, but I do, um, I, I think I do do things a little differently because of the things that I have on my plate that God has entrusted me with. Um, 
than probably a lot of people. And that's okay. That's, that's, I think, um, you know, something that I'm going to have to answer to God too. Um, and hopefully he says, well done. <laughs> so what does that look like just on a practical level for you from day to day? Um, how do you kind of keep everything more than yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's comforting to hear. <laughs> No, I mean, I woke up this morning and my son had a massive bass like this big uh, that I was like, whoa, you're fishing at six o'clock in the morning. Like how I didn't even know you left the house yet. <laughs> so, um, but no, I mean, like I said, I think I really try to think about what works for the for my family, for our family. So my husband's very supportive and um, helping um you know, with the kids and getting people to and from places. And he's just amazing. I could not do any of what I'm doing today without his support. Um, like I said, very, the kids, we come into the, we homeschool. That I think also provides us a lot of flexibility to be able to fit in kind of, you know, the time with the kids and making sure I'm not having to uh, deal with, oh, well, I have to be at work from this time to this time because that's not really how I've, I've structured my day. I've structured it more around my family and um, prioritizing that. And I, um, so it's really just being ruthless with like how I do my time. And I always ask myself, like, is this going to matter in 20 years? So like business decisions, is it going to matter in 20 years? I need to stay very high level and hire the people to do the things that, um, I, it's not my job to do. So I think, again, ruthlessly prioritizing, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, um, and time management, I would say, are kind of like those three things that I really, I have to work at every day. <laughs> that's every a great, day looks different. yeah, that's a great point about kind of zooming out. I try to do that too sometimes because it's so easy to get into, you know, the small details and then for me at least, kind of obsess over them and then spiral. And so kind of stepping back and saying, is how is this going to impact my business or my family, you know, in 10, 20 years? And then often that just shifts my perspective and I can kind of let go of the tight grip that I have on whatever it is I'm worried about. Yes. Yes. And I feel like I can always tell when I, when I don't, God's like, it's, there's confusion and frustration and it's, Amy, that's not your spot. That's not what your job is. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You mentioned to uh, comparison, and I know that's something that a lot of women, maybe especially women, struggle with. Um, I know that I, I uh, that's true for me too. But I know that you, you and your company are both active on social media. So how do you manage that? You know, it's it's obviously important to your brand that you're on social media. Maybe it's just something that you personally enjoy too. I don't know. How do you manage to keep that presence on there, keep your audience engaged without losing yourself to the endless scrolling and comparison with other women? Um, yeah, that's a great question. And I do think that uh, social media can be great. Connecting can be great, but it definitely has its uh, flaws um, and traps that we can fall into. So um, again, I, I would say like understanding what it is that I'm trying to do when I get on social media is really important. So having that clear purpose and there's always going to be someone that can does it better or looks like they have it more put together or all the things. So I think it's really just kind of learning to run your own race and understanding what it is that you're trying to do, having a very clear purpose 
for um, what it is that you're doing on those platforms, I think it's really important. And don't don't give people time of day. If they're gonna pull you down, just let them let them go right on by. <laughs> I've definitely unfollowed accounts sometimes. Not even necessarily accounts that are like bad or or something, but just if it's stealing my piece, I can say, okay, well they're doing their thing. I need to unfollow them. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's great. Like having the discipline to be able to, you know, recognize, you know, it's it's taking your time away. It's taking your energy, your focus. Um, so you only have so much of that in a day. So what did it? What is it that you want to be spending that time and energy and focus on, and and why? That yeah, that's such a great point too because we're all so busy with work and some of us, you know, families. Yeah, it's definitely a good reframe of what could I be doing with this time and energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What, um, what do you have uh, in store that people can kind of look forward to from Pink Stork? Can you share anything with us about future plans or hopes or dreams? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that we have a lot of great products in the work Well, you know, I hope we always continue to innovate um, our product portfolio bringing new products um, to women that that are looking for support and services as well. So I think that we're working on kind of expanding some of our services that we offer uh, women as well, looking for kind of that, that hope and support that she needs to be able to kind of face the battles that she's facing on a daily life. So those are some of the things that we have coming down our pipeline that I'm super excited about. And, um, and our team is is phenomenal. So <laughs> we're always looking for for uh, new team members as well. So one of our uh, core values, we have core values, and one of our core values is um, grow or die, which I know sounds like a little harsh, but I think in the world, you know, in, in business, if you are not growing, if you're not continuing to kind of really wow customers like they you really have to stay on top of of your game um and providing the very best so it's um important that we continue to have the best people on our team that really help support the mission of of the organization well i mean that's true just on a personal level too right we're we're supposed to always be growing and you know, becoming, hopefully becoming more virtuous and getting closer to God and closer to holiness. So that's really a reflection of, of what we're all supposed to be doing. Yes. Yes, that's true. I've never even really thought of it in that lens. I mean, I know what you mean, but I've never like thought of it as, as um, kind of as nicely said as you just said it, but it's so true. (laughs) How do you make um, decisions about where you're, you're going next? If you're, you know, going to offer a new product or service, do you, um, do you have like a process that you go through when you're making those decisions? Yes, yes, we do. Depending on, I'm. are you talking about like a product launch or I think we have a bunch of different processes um, that we go through and, you know, ultimately um, I, God steers this company. So nothing, nothing gets, nothing gets done without a lot of prayer. Um, so, but there are like processes for departments and, you know, just the business side of things that, that have to get done, um, hopefully to help, you know, manage mistakes and make sure we have the best product, but, you know, God guides this company. So 
um, that's kind of what I always fall on. That's what I was going to ask if, if there's prayer involved in, in discerning oh, those yeah. business decisions as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I walk up and down like the warehouse, just praying over, you know, it's all, it's all God because it, none of this, none of this would be here without, without him and without his hand. You know, I think about, you know, I see pallets of products and how I've seen the testimonials, which I'm so blessed to be able to kind of understand the full circle of everything, which kind of takes me back to like the beginning of, of this journey, which was asking that question, why? And God really showed me why it was, is to be able to help other women. And I walk through our warehouses, just praying that God um, is using our company in a way that is um, for the glory of him and his kingdom. Um, and we are just stewards of, of that. That is a beautiful place to end on. Thank you, Amy. Where can people go online to find more about you and connect with you and with Pink Stork? Um, so you can check us out on social. So we run social, Pink Stork, um, and my platform, Amy Suzanne, and then uh, our website, uh, Pink Stork, what's our website? I'm <laughs> like pinkstork.com. Um, and then we're also available on Amazon, which everyone loves. And then I'm trying to think Walmart and Target um, as well. So check us out there. All right. Well, thank you again, Amy, for sharing your story and your insights with us. It was great talking with you. Thank you. So nice to talk to you too. Thank you for listening to Catholic Women Lead. We hope you feel inspired in your vocation as a Catholic woman in business. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. You can also join us on Instagram at Catholic Women in Business or in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Catholic Women in Business. Until next time, we'll be praying for you.